0: Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate, Today I would like to read <coughs> from conversations with Yogananda. It's on the subject of being truthful. It's very important for one who is seeking truth to be truthful. But truthfulness is not uh, necessarily uh, brutal. Master was, My master was always, he tried to be gentle, but he couldn't be untruthful. And if people forced him to be, then he would be. So these stories are on the subject of when he was sometimes forced to be truthful in his answer rather than Uh, saying something kind that would sort of diffuse or deflect. Food is many people's religion. They are fanatics on the subject. I was once invited, the master told me, to a place where they served what they called unfired foods. Everything in their diet was in a raw state. With great pride, they served me an utterly tasteless meal. The food was dreadful and not at all scientific. Afterward they asked me to give a speech. I declined. When they pleaded with me, I replied, you won't like what I have to say. Still, they kept insisting, you know, I can't be untruthful, no matter what the cost. I prefer to be polite, but if I must speak, I have to say what I really think. They were begging for a specific opinion, and I couldn't equivocate. After they'd persisted for some time, I finally answered them frankly. Well, I told them, in the first place, I have never in my life eaten worse food. Not only was it tasteless, but your diet is unbalanced and completely unscientific. As you can imagine, they were in an uproar. You don't know what you're saying, they shouted. You will see that I am right, I replied firmly. If you don't listen to me... Fifteen days from now, someone in this place will die because of this diet. That, in fact, was what actually happened. Fifteen days later, one of them died, and the place had to be closed down. Another time, he said, I was invited by a famous choir to hear them perform. Afterward, they asked me to say something. I told them truthfully, as far as technique was concerned, Your singing was flawless. But to whom was the music addressed? Wasn't it supposed to be to God? Were you trying to please him, or were you trying to impress me? Next time, keep your hearts focused on him for whom the music was written. Now, this is something which the worldly man discovers pretty soon is inconvenient, And he thinks that if he can just equivocate a little bit, that uh, it's the only way to succeed. It's not really true. You will see that if you have that absolute truthfulness in everything, but kindness too, because my Guruji was always kind if he could be, and if he couldn't, he always put it in such a way that was as kind as possible, and if he had to be brutally frank, then it was still for their good um if you have to be or to say anything if you are truthful what you will find in practical terms is this that the universe will support what you do if you if you tell a lie you can get away with it maybe for years but sooner or later you will not have the support of the universe there it's like playing a musical instrument a violin would be an example that I, coming from America and Europe, would have. You've got these strings, four little strings, and yet the sound of the violin can fill a concert hall. Why? Because there's that sounding board underneath it resonating. Same thing is true with a sitar or a vina, that you have this sounding board which gives it its strength. Otherwise, if you put just those uh, strings between two points in space, They'd have no power at all. Now the universe is your sounding board. And if what you play is in tune with that sounding board, then you will find that the whole universe is giving you power. If you are resolutely truthful, and it's not always easy to be truthful, because sometimes it means admitting that, well, you were wrong, for example. But if you are, somehow you will find that life will conspire to give you what you are trying to accomplish. Your mere word will help you to accomplish it. I remember this was an interesting thing years ago in in my life, that I was in Delhi, this was in 1961, and I wanted to get some land, and everybody told me for an ashram it's the last thing possible and i they said that schools universities hospitals industries everything got priority ashrams the governmental idea was that they take the last priority if you can say they have any at all and uh, so they laughed at me when i offered when i said i wanted to get land but then i decided i wanted land in the greenbelt area and they decided i was just insane but I couldn't get land anywhere else, so I decided, well, why not try to get land where I really would like it? I wanted to get land near Birla Munde, which is pretty close to the center of town, where the green belt sort of comes in and uh, uh, approaches that, that area across Monday Lane. Anyway, the, uh, all the auspices were against me, but I remember saying, by my will, it's going to happen. And because I'm a truthful person... Somehow it did happen. I got, I'm not going to give you the whole story, although it's quite an adventure, but I got to meet Nero himself. He walked that property, and he gave his blessings. Now, the end of the story was not that we got the land, because my own society turned against it, and against me for having dared to make such a big plan. And I was thrown out, and all those things which, Come in a human life, it was a great tragedy, which in the end turned out to be the greatest blessing I ever, ever experienced because it freed me to do the things my guru had actually told me to do. So it was a blessing, yes. Well disguised? Yes, also. But the thing is that once you put your mind to something, you can't fail if you're a man of truth. And if everything you do, you make it a point, to try to do it in tune with truth. Now, what you should do in your life then is ask yourself, is this what God wants? That's the most important question. Is this what is trying to happen? That's another very important question. Don't think in terms of your desire because when you want something, like that property there in New Delhi, it's not that I wanted it. But I wanted it for God, and I felt God wanted it. And so I was in tune with something much bigger. I couldn't have done it myself. I'm just a little string. But with that sounding board beneath me, I could accomplish it. Now, in your own life, if you will, whatever you do, say that, I want to do God's will, not mine. Because desire is sort of a, it's static in the mind. It puts uh, static in the program that your mind emits. Where there's desire, there's fear. Where there's fear, there's doubt. All these little things sort of um, make the vibrations that you are putting out restless. If you can get rid of yourself in the sense of it's not that I want it, but it is right to have, if you can operate on that level, then really there isn't anything you cannot do And even if you go down in death, you still will succeed. Why are some people born successful? Because they tried in their last life. An interesting case in point is Abraham Lincoln. My Guruji said that Abraham Lincoln was in his former life a yogi in the Himalayas who died with the desire to help bring about equality of the races and uh, all peoples. And as Abraham Lincoln, he had many, many people who misunderstood him, petty minds, objecting, fighting him. He had a lot of hardship and suffering. But in his life life after that, see, we have three lives here, very interesting. He was Charles Lindbergh, who flew across the Atlantic, the first person to fly the Atlantic solo. Now, that's a moderately big thing, but not a huge thing. It's certainly not a moral victory, except in the sense that he uh, did what he had to do and it took a lot of willpower to do it, yes, in that sense. But I mean, the tremendous fame that he had from the moment he landed in Paris for the rest of his life was surely out of keeping with what he had done in that life, but As Abraham Lincoln, he had done everything that made him deserve that kind of fame. So you see that even if you fail, or seem to fail, or uh, even die in the attempt, and Abraham Lincoln finally was assassinated, in your next life it will come to you. You cannot fail if you cling to what is true. So the idea is that if you want freedom in this life, If you want anything in this life, don't think you're going to find it in things. Find it in your own self. You are the boss. It is from your center that you can accomplish whatever is to be accomplished. Don't think that it depends on influence. Sure, objectively it may look like it. But uh, it finally comes from standing on your own two feet. You know, I'm not the kind of person who attracts wealthy donors as a rule because I don't flatter people. I just take them as they are and I treat all of them equally and wealthy people usually like to be flattered and I'm just not made that way. So I had to earn the money to build ananda. There was no wealthy donor for it. But God sent me the students and I was able... I didn't charge much but whatever I charged was for the work and I Used it to buy the land and build the buildings, and I found that uh, by that, just standing on my own two feet and doing what I had to do, God helped me too. There was there were several times when without His help I could not have succeeded. One time, somebody threatened foreclosure, and I I'd been paying him. I had. I had a verbal agreement with him but that wouldn't do he was he was greedy and he thought that if he could take away my land that would be much better than being paid for the lumber I had I was still paying off and so he I got a threatening letter from his lawyer saying that if I didn't pay everything I owed this man in two weeks I would uh, he would foreclose on me well I didn't know what to do I'd been I'd lived in an ashram all my life I was a Monk, I didn't know these things. I didn't know one could do these things. And that night, I I was scheduled to do a slideshow in Palo Alto in a private home. I didn't talk about my problems. I didn't know what to do about them, but I certainly didn't want to dump them on my friends. So I showed these slides, but afterwards, a young man came out and he said, Well, I like what you're doing. Would you accept donations? And I said, Well, yes. Um I thought he'd probably give me $5, $10 maybe. He, he bent down over the hood of my car and wrote a check for $3,000. I didn't ask for it. It was just what I needed. When I paid that lumber company off, I had $1 and I think it was 35 cents left in my bank account. But God came to my rescue, and I found that again and again... Because I was doing it for him, I wasn't doing it for me. But I also did it with all my willpower. God did come in and help me. He has done it so many times. My guru also found in his life again and again that people at the last minute would step in to help him in a serious crisis, to help him uh, pay off a debt or whatever it might be. You will see that if you use your faith in God as your sounding board and if you are true, if I play an instrument but the notes are not resonant with the notes that resound with the resounding board, it won't have the same effect. You have to be in tune with what is resounding there and the way to do that is to do it for God, not for yourself. But if you do it in that way, then you discover that that Power sustains you. When you walk with him, he walks with you. When you give to him, he gives to you. And Jesus put it beautifully. He said, when you give up everything for God's sake, he gives you a hundredfold, a thousandfold. Yes, and persecution, but that's just just a part of the game of life. It ultimately helps you to know that even these gains, are, they're nothing. Nothing that you can gain in this world will ever be yours permanently. And somebody asked me once about ananda and how what about the future. I said, well, I believe that, that in the near future it will thrive because I have always organized in such a way as to delegate power to other people. I don't try to do it all myself. And they have a wonderful spirit. But in future generations, it will change. Of course it will change. It's the nature of the world. It may change for the better. Things don't usually. I am he's not worried about it. It's his community. It's not mine. It's his world. It's not yours. The more people could learn to live with him, they don't understand that the biggest mistake they make is forgetting God. Love of God and faith in God is the most practical thing you can have. So if you're seeking freedom, seek it in yourself. Joy to you. If you're seeking freedom in a revolution, no, if you're seeking freedom, you won't find it there. For once the gun stopped blazing, you'll find it amazing how the world can drag on just as before if you're seeking freedom in a marble mansion oh if you're seeking freedom you won't find it there for even when it's sunny you'll be counting money Keeping up that showcase, your face lined with care. And if you're seeking freedom on a throne of power, oh, if you're seeking freedom, you won't find it there. For though men all obey you, what if they betray you? Tend you be and waiting for foes everywhere But if you're seeking freedom, cast away desires Why barter like a beggar, you've wealth everywhere For never can you buy it, grasp and you deny it Freedom can't be hoarded, it's free as the air. But if you're seeking freedom, seek it on the mountains. God's sunlight on your shoulders, the wind in your hair. For there's no one can hold you, boss about or mold you once your heart is free you'll be king everywhere once your heart is free you'll be king everywhere